It's on a sugar show. Oh, yes. It's, it's everything. It's everything. It's high heel shoes. It's makeup. It's wigs. It's... It's video games, it's movies, it's, it's Dungeons and Dragons and World of Warcraft. It's, it's about me. The podcast is about me. You should know this. You downloaded the Jonah Sugar Show. Yes. Oh, God, this voice. I, I sound like the author. Yes. Oh, I need a nap. Well, hello, darlings. This is Jonah Sugars. Girls. <laughs> Girls, I'm going through it. Um, so <laughs> just to give everyone an update, I'm still alive. And I, <laughs> yeah, every day, every day I'm always surprised. Uh, so I have been having a tough time figuring out how to record a show because I have just had no mental fucking fortitude to do it is i mean is that crazy i just i literally am just at this moment even recording this i'm like what do i talk about and i know that i can shoot the shit like literally i could sit down with you i could drive to your house sit in your living room and chat about nonsense for hours and yet put it down in audio recording i'm having a tough time (laughs) i never had this problem before I'm starting to notice that my medication that is supposed to help me with the anxiety and the depression um, has changed a bit of my, not my personality, but I think the way that I'm used to thinking. I have a really tough time multitasking now. Like, even as I'm recording this, I'm watching a video of Greg McKeon on Twitter on the other screen, um, his cute little Twinkie boyfriend cutting down their Christmas tree. And for some reason, like, I'm just staring at that. Like, it's literally a four-second clip on a fucking loop. And it's distracting me. So then it's like, okay, well, I need to not pay attention to that. Well, but the, <laughs> if I'm not paying attention to that and I just close the page, then it's a background of sacred geometry, which I literally could fall into. Like, I could stare at for hours. <laughs> God. Um, so, and I'm really, like, I don't know if... Prozac causes you to focus differently. Uh, so I, I don't know. So it's been a whole like fucking adjustment that's making me crazy. So and I kept thinking about like, what, what should I talk about? I can talk about a thousand things. <laughs> I can talk about my show. Um, so I, I thought I would at least give you guys an update on what's been going on. Uh, so I finished uh, doing the show uh vintage hitchcock uh, a live radio show it was a delight my cast was wonderful um it was so nerve-wracking to direct a show like this because i felt like i was so close to it and i was so proud of it and i was so proud of everyone who did it that i just wanted it to be perfect and i wanted everyone to be crazy and love it i wanted it to just be a huge smash hit um which is it's it's prideful. I know, I know, I know. Uh, but I thought I thought it went well. Uh, we had some technical snafus, and at a few moments, we had these weird uh, mic issues that caused me to have to power down the board and power back up like mid-show, almost every show. And I could not figure out what the issue is. I think it was the fact that we had uh, seven mics on stage. Three of them were of a higher quality. 
three of them were were literally my microphones, like the one I'm talking to you on now, my old one, my roommates, uh, Action 04. And I had another one, um, that the one I bought in California. And then I had to fill in two microphones, and those two microphones were less of a good quality. So now I know I really need to make sure that I have quality mics across the board, and hopefully that will fix the issue. Um, I thought the sound effects went well. I, I want to do another radio show because I found that I was in my comfort space because listening to someone talk uh, and having this conversation with them, when they have a script to read, it's very easy. This, sounds, this is a very natural conversation. But if I had this entire conversation scripted out and I was just reading a script, I swear, what was that? Scripted? Scripted? Uh, if I had been reading, if this entire four minutes had been me reading a script, the way you deliver that has to be in a very natural way. And and then doing that while being trying to change your voice, change your tone. Uh, uh, are you up here? Uh, even if it's just like, uh, here's my normal voice. Let's just bring it up a little higher. What if we come up here and this is the voice that I'm going to speak with? What if we had a little wispiness to it? What if I was just speaking like this the whole time? And I just, I just took a little moment when uncertain seconds that I'm just reading certain words. And it's a completely different voice. And, and uh, sometimes it's um, the position of the jaw. Sometimes it's uh, how you use your lower jaw. Uh, and, and honestly, you can do these thousand different things to change the way your voice comes across. I had someone um, who, who I bless her. I, I was actually not expecting it. She was really amazing how she was willing to try things. Um, she was playing a man uh, uh, in this, and um, she did this thing where she, at first she had uh, taken her lips and made this tight circle, like a butthole. And it just didn't work. So I said, okay, try elongating the mouth, making it more, making it more like this. And uh, pull the lips tight to your your teeth, and see if that helps you to create a different character. See if this helps uh, change your voice just a slight bit to make it something more entertaining. And and she did, and it came out really wonderful. And I think that uh, if you would ask me how should I act out this scene physically, I couldn't tell you. But if we're having a conversation about something that's audio-based, <laughs> I immediately was in a comfort zone. And I got some really good compliments from people who were like, I, you, you did really well. You were really wonderful. I had, um, the cast was really great. Um, and they were very positive to me, and I was very positive to them. I think we all worked so hard. Uh, I, I'm not going to lie. I had misgivings about a few of them, but... It's because of previous shows I'd done with them, and I didn't know if they could be relied upon or trusted in in the ways that I needed to know I could trust my cast. And that sounds terrible to say that you don't trust an actor, but then you realized you can't judge them on shows you've done before. You have to let them come into this show, give them a clean slate, benefit of the doubt, and create magic with them and if it's not going to work out okay you've learned your lesson but you have to give them a chance and so I, I was so happy with every single member of my cast because they all pushed themselves uh more than 
more than I really asked them to. They really got to where they needed to go. So it was really great. And I think the show went well. Uh, I will admit. <laughs> so if anyone's ever heard these stories, um, it's three of Hitchcock's earlier shows. You had The Lodger, which is that kind of, it's that perfect slasher, old England. It's very much Jack, Jack the Ripper kind of style. Um, Corey, uh, uh, my friend Corey was playing the lodger, Mr. Sleuth. And he did this thing where he slowed down his voice and he over-enunciated. And there was this, this, it, I, I always say it's like a roller coaster. There was these lows and these highs in the way that he was delivering his lines and it worked out. And then there were certain times that I'm like, I want you to, when you're saying, I want you to use your teeth a lot, Miss. Bunting. Uh, talk through your teeth. Just and then um, and so it was very calm, very slow. And then there were moments when you saw this different side of him that made him quite manic, where um, someone had said something about the Bible, or someone had interrupted and knocked on his door and just came in, and he would explode into this, this fury. And it was it was genius. The story was great, and I think we all had a lot of fun doing it. It was a good story. And then you get into. Uh, the next one, which is Sabotage, which I loved because I, I thought the story went. Uh, the story was it had this good roller coaster, lots of suspense, lots of twists and turns. And you don't realize it's like, how is it going to end? And how it ended? Cuckoo Magoo. I would not have guessed that <laughs> from the beginning to the end. And the third story, the third story was a really... There was some intrigue, some spies. It was called The 39 Steps, but it really wasn't as suspenseful or, or more Halloween or horror-esque uh, that I would expect. And it was still a good story, but it was a very long story. Uh, but we all had a lot of fun doing it. And <laughs> see, see, sometimes I just need to get going and I can talk. Um, and the show was great. Um, from that show, we are prepping for our December 4th, Christmas craft fair that we're doing um, as a kind of large-scale fundraiser. We have someone playing Santa who will take COVID-safe pictures and arts and crafts and things for the kids to do. We also have 45 vendors uh, who are coming to the Frontier Fire Hall in, in um, Niagara Falls um, and who are going to be putting on the great craft fair uh, with lots of different kind of diverse uh, crafts. Uh, Corey is painting, and I've already I've already commissioned him uh, to make me some uh, paint me something special Shh, for my mother uh, that I hope she will enjoy. Um, so <laughs> um, but yeah, and then and then we're gonna go into we're gonna be doing another cabaret soon. Um, besides theater, uh, <laughs> I've reached a place with my job. Because my job had become stressful, and I'm and I'm not going to go too deep into this because God knows if they ever actually heard it. I reached a point when I realized I am giving everything that I am capable of giving, and if that is not enough, so be it. If that is not enough, if I have not given enough of myself to this job that I have earned their respect and their their. Uh, I, I don't know, just their patience with me as I'm dealing with a difficult time of my life. I can't do any more. And I can't let myself be stressed out, worried, like, oh, is this going to get me fired? Is this going to end my job? What am I going to do? I can't, like, and I think that's where it gets really harsh because you guys, people that live in the moment have this amazing ability. 
that they don't think about the future. And some people are like, well, that's just poor planning. You really should be planning. Okay. And then there's people like me who it's not just how is this show going to go? It's how is this show going to go? All the possible ups and downs of the show. I'm going to post this show. No one's going to listen to it because no one cares about the show. Or people are going to listen to it and say that I'm crazy and stop listening because I'm a fucking nutcase. Like literally my mind is creating scenarios on top of scenarios on top of scenarios of what is happening. And it's making me nuts. (laughs) It's a lot to deal with. So I reached this point when it came to when it comes to work. I have to stop doing that. I have to say, fuck it. This is my job. I'm doing it. Who cares about tomorrow? Today is what I have to deal with. Like, and just take a day at a time. And uh, it has made life so much easier. I don't think (laughs) it has been amazing how simple it is to just be in the moment. For those eight hours, I'm just doing my job. Every call is unique, even though they're all the same garbage sometimes. Every call comes in, and I, and sometimes I used to get mad at the people that were calling in. So I'm like, how are you not being able to figure this out? This is simple. And then I realized it's simple for me, but it may not be simple for them. So I have to take each call as this person is calling me with their bad day, and they need me to help them. And if I come at them with my bad day, The two of us are just going to bounce off of each other and it's going to make both of our days even worse. But if they call me with their bad day and I can just give them that little bit of help to bring their bad day out, then everything will be okay. (laughs) And uh, so I I think that it, it's going to work out. I think that it will be okay. Um, Because I think that has been the easiest way for me to, it's been, <laughs> it's been the easiest way for me to handle it. Uh, so um, beyond that, uh, um, <laughs> I swear sometimes. If you guys heard the beeping in the background, it's because my Facebook messenger has, it just won't stop. Uh, so <laughs> um, yeah, I'm trying to like do five things at once. So beyond um, work and beyond the theater, uh, I've been, I went away on a little mini vacay, just a four day mini vacay. Um, I went, I just really, it was two days, but it was Thursday and Friday that I was gone. Um, I, I kind of took the time from work and we went out to Allegheny, uh, which is, uh, South of Buffalo to this, uh, wonderful casino. Um, now I am not a gambler and <laughs> I'm really not that much of a drinker anymore. Uh, but it was my friend Cam's birthday. So I'm like, okay, whatever he wants, let's go. So I drove down there on my own because my roommate was leaving from there to go to Florida. And he was leaving for Florida until January. So I'm home alone too. Um, so let's see how that handles <laughs> see how my mental health goes being by myself. Um, so we get there. It's delightful. I The drive out there was beautiful. Like the leaves changing kind of in the hills. Like, oh, oh, it was beautiful. I could do that drive alone every day. It was, it was fantastic. Um, the casino was beautiful and super clean. Our room was great. Their room was great. Um, I had some cocktails. <laughs> uh, I had something called Rose Tequila. And it was a 
tequila that was like pink. It like almost looked like Pepto-Bismol, but it had like a strawberry taste to it. It was like a creamy strawberry tequila that you don't mix with anything. You just take shots of. It was fucking so good. And it didn't really taste like alcohol, so it was deceptive. I got real drunk. Oh, I got real drunk. Uh, (laughs) And we went out gambling. And I told myself, I've been very smart. I am, um, I have no real debt. Uh, so, um, and I, I, yes, I'm trying to save up to, to do some things here in the future. Uh, so, but, and then I was kind of paying off a credit card because I had a lot of work done in my car, but I'm like, you know what? I'm going to let myself enjoy this trip. I'm not going to let myself be stressed out about money stuff. So I said, I'm coming I'm there for, uh, uh, these two days, uh, well, two and a half days. Um, I'm going to come in with $200 to gamble, 100 each day, which isn't a lot, but for me, that's a lot. Um, and if I do well, I do well. If I don't, I don't. But I'm not, that's my limit. And then I put aside $100 for dinner at this wonderful steakhouse we were going to. So I'm like, oh, okay, that's that's all you need. It's, I mean, and, and obviously, and then you, we had lunches and, and food in, in between and whatnot, but um, but it was all about like those were the three big things. I was not gonna go crazy, <laughs> so I, I of course did not win well at all in the gambling side of it. <laughs> I did pull out. I did bend that and, and pull out an extra hundred because uh, uh, Corey and Cam really wanted to play roulette, and I never played roulette. They never played roulette. We could not get the damn. Every time we were there, there was full people at the table. Oh my God, we just wanted to play roulette. Uh, so we could not get in. So I ended up not spending that money. Um, the steakhouse was a delight. Oh, I have a problem. Okay, so <laughs> I need to explain the steakhouse to you. Uh, anyone who's been to a nice steakhouse, there's the meat and then there's the sides. And the sides are really enough for two people to share, but it gets, it's a lot. It is so good. So I came in and I... Uh, you get your piece of meat and I'm always like, I wanted a good, like if I'm going to go to a steakhouse, I want to get a good steak. And so I'm like, Oh, maybe I should get the, the, the filet mignon. Um, and I'm like, if I'm going to spend $44, I should get a good piece of meat. Um, I ended up getting a, a, a New York strip and everyone's like, and I'm sure some people are cringing right now. It was amazing. It was cooked absolutely perfectly. It was so delicious. And I came in, I was like, okay, there was a salad that was on the one menu, but I realized it was an old menu. Um, and then when I got there, the salad wasn't there. So I'm like, okay, fine. I'm not going to pay $12 for a salad. Um, so <laughs> and then I said, my two sides is that I was going to get the prime rib mac and cheese. Oh my God, it was so good. Prime rib mac and cheese. Oh, so damn good. And... Um, the truffle oil pommes frites or truffle oil french fries. So that was going to be that. Uh, and then I get there and they say, oh, well, you're looking at the summer menu. We actually have the fall menu now. We've gotten rid of the watermelon and kale and blueberry salad and we replaced them with a beet salad. And honey, my nipples got hard. I, 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 oh, I, girl, I have an issue. It was a, it was a beet salad with a, a mescaline and uh, a vinaigrette and it had feta cheese or blueberry or blue cheese i preferred feta feta cheese and it was so 
fucking good. I love a beet salad. <laughs> so yes, I paid $12 for a salad. It was totally worth, oh my God, it was so good. I had a fucking moment. I'm like over here, literally, I'm lusting over a beet salad. It was sensational. And everyone's like, your salad looks amazing. And I'm like, yes, it is. It is fucking amazing. Oh, it was so worth it. Um, and then my roommate, he also got the the um, uh, same steak, the New York strip. And then he went with the wild mushroom and leek risotto, which that br- that primer mac and cheese was good. I actually preferred the risotto. The risotto was it was amazing. Uh, trio of mushrooms, leeks and borzine cheese. Oh, so good. And then he got the uh, sauteed asparagus with lemon zest and garlic oil. And there was still a ton of food left over that because he was driving and getting on a train, he's like, I'm not taking this food with me. You're taking it home. I ate that food the next day. Uh, um, and it was uh, this still a ton of food. <laughs> and I didn't get a dessert. I don't drink. So I didn't get any, get any cocktails. Uh, and when the bill came, I'm like, and, and what I was telling Corey and Cam is when you go to a restaurant like this, you really can't look at the price tags. You need to just let yourself enjoy it. Uh, go in there with a pri- with a, an amount that you think you're going to spend. And then, I mean, don't, don't deprive yourself of something wonderful. I got everything I wanted and more because I got that delicious beet salad. Um, and I went in thinking with tip and everything because I, I over tip. Y'all <laughs> ask anyone who's ever cut my hair. I over tip. I mean, girl... I give tips to the Chinese restaurant when I go to pick up my order, even though all they did was cook my food. Like, I, I mean, I just, I always tip because I know what it's like to be in that industry. So my bill came out to be like 70, I think it was like $70. So I put down the whole hundred. Cause I'm like, I, cause, and, and Corey was like, oh, you're not gonna spend a hundred dollars. I'm like, with tip and everything? Yeah, it's gonna be a hundred dollars. Oh no, that's crazy. You're not getting that. And I showed him my bill and I'm like, I'm giving you this for a tip. It's a hundred bucks. And he's like, yeah, did I give a $25 tip on a $75 bill? Yes, I did. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, a 33% tip. That, but that's fine. She was amazing. Uh, they, I had, we had two servers and they were absolutely lovely. Uh, so uh, you're never going to see me go full Karen on somebody because even I, I would never do that to a server. Uh, so I had to make sure that they were well taken care of. My friend Cam's uh, family was there and his dad ordered a steak well done and a small part of my heart slowly shriveled and died because I'm like, oh, you ruined that perfectly good, expensive piece of meat. What did you do to that poor piece of meat? Uh, but I but I can't blame him because my dad was the same way. My dad was it, like, if it's pink at all, you need to send it back. I won't eat it. Um, so and, and of course, you take after your father. So I was that way when I was younger. And if it was pink, I thought there was something wrong with it. Um, but then as I got older and you realize like, with a good beef like it doesn't have to be and for me now for me if i'm having a good piece of meat medium rare medium rare um uh not quite rare medium rare um and it was oh so good i've literally just waxed on about uh my dinner there but it was it was worth it it was so good uh and on the way home we went to something called pumpkinville which was this pumpkin farm where i got a delicious apple cider soap oh it's so good every time i wash my hands my hands smell like apples oh it's so good um i also got 
<laughs> this is ridiculous. Butterscotch peanut butter. And I'm like, oh, what's butterscotch peanut butter? It's literally uh, uh, <laughs> it's literally toasted peanuts and butterscotch chips. And then when they grind down the peanuts to make peanut butter, like the butterscotch chips are in there and it kind of blends together. <gasps> oh, God, it was so good. I'm sorry. There's if there's a weird break there. I had to cough. So I muted myself. Oh, so good. Um, I, I, I didn't put it on anything. I literally ate it with a spoon over the period of a week. It was so fucking good. It's, I know it's wrong, but it was so good. Um, and then uh, we got our pumpkins. We carved our pumpkins. Um, everyone liked my pumpkin. My pumpkin was very cute. I tried something different, and I kind of went a little scary, a little spooky. Um, so it was fun. And that was uh, Thursday and Friday, drive home Saturday. And then Sunday was Halloween. And I had so much little things I wanted to get done. I was doing laundry. I was cleaning. And I realized, oh, there's no way I have time or the energy to put on a full costume. So I didn't. I just dressed warm. I went over to Corey and Cam's house and we handed out candy. Um, and it was great. It was all I needed. It was... <laughs> uh, I, I bought all the shit to make a costume. So, oh, I have to tell you about my costume. So, the weekend before was Corey and Cam's Halloween party. But, at, but that was also the same day that me and Ryan had agreed to help our friends move into their new house. So, I honestly, like, they live in a two-bedroom apartment. Like, how much stuff can they have? Oh, girl. Girl, never, never say that to yourself. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Three, three U-Haul trips. Walking up down the stairs. Girl, I was, by the end of the day, we were both dead. We were like, just, oh, God. So all this work that I put in my costume and he, he went and bought, uh, he wanted to be uh, from Top Gun. And I, I will tell you what I bought. <laughs> and I will tell you what I was going to make. So. I bought two 10-quart salad bowls. I took a soldering gun and cut a hole in one, uh, and then a hole along the bottom of both. And then I put holes on the side so that I could zip-tie them together. Um, and then I found a blonde wig, and I had taken some cardboard, and I had cut a flat collar that would have gone around my neck, has anyone guessed? I'm. You know what? I'm going to leave it here. Guess what you think I was going to be for Halloween. Those are the clues. Blonde, two 10-quart salad bowls, and cardboard to create a flat collar. What do you think I was going to be? I will leave it there. I really want to guess. Uh, I know that some of you are going to immediately have a guess. Go with your gut. Send me an email. Find me on Facebook. Tell me what you think. <laughs> yes uh so um but i just didn't have time to finish it like it was just one of those times that like the makeup would have been fun and simple and i would have had fun doing it and it was really it wasn't a huge costume it was very pieced together and a lot of people wouldn't have gotten it but those who did get it would have loved it so <laughs> uh, i still have it i still need to just put it together and do it uh just for my own edification is that the right word edification um Beyond that, I have been working every day. Uh, I have found that certain video games... Um, okay. <sighs> Fortnite. And I've had this conversation. It actually makes the most sense. 
And the more I think about it, the more sense it makes. So some games require you to fully focus. So Fortnite, if anyone's played Fortnite, it's 100 people and you're either by yourself or in a duo, a trio, or, or a squad of four. And it's like Battle Royale where you're shooting at each other and the last group standing wins. You have to be paying attention. If you're not paying attention, you're going to miss that movement out in the long run. You're going to miss uh, uh, that bullet. You're going to miss your shot. You're going to die. Um, So you have to actively pay attention. So when I'm in that place where work sucked, um, I'm having a tough time, Fortnite has been this perfect outlet. And me and my roommate have gotten into this groove where the two of us are really good together like like playing as a duo um, because the two of us kind of know each other's things and we both have the same mentality when it comes to these games like we tend to land in in one of maybe three or four places usually because they're good places to get everything that you need to start off the game Um, but when you're playing that you, you you have to think about what you're doing where when i play world of warcraft I can play that game on autopilot. And, I, and and you guys all think that that may be crazy. Um, but like when you're doing dailies, kill 10 of these things. I could literally, I'm a hunter. I literally stand there, tab target, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Okay, it's dead. Tab target, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. And do that on repeat. And then it's like, hey, you know, you've killed like 20 of those things. You only need a 10. Oh, okay. Like, and not even realize Um, and, and so when you're really stressed out and you're like overthinking shit, like that doesn't help. You need to be focused. So (laughs) that, um, and I started, I, and I did succumb. (sighs) I bought, I bought Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Oh God. Oh God. It's so good. Oh, it's so good. Oh, you can control what tattoos they have. Oh, oh, he's got a face tattoo. He's got arm tattoos and he has like a. I, I have a mod that gives him a really ripped furry chest. Oh, oh God. It's like create your own daddy. Oh, I love it so much. Uh, and uh, the game is very good as well. Uh, so, <laughs> darling, so I'm going to leave it there. Um, I am been talking with some friends. I do want to do a couple of group shows coming up um, to help ease myself back into these podcasts. I need um, that a little bit. So, for a little while, you may just be getting these, which is just kind of me, uh, me just talking, uh, and and I feel better. I feel like I had fun chatting with you, um, and for a little while, this is kind of going to be what it is until I can get myself back into my groove, until I can find my mind space to focus myself. Um, oh my god, the ten, the two minutes of news folder on my fucking computer, hundreds of items. Oh, so much two minutes of news. Uh, I don't even know what we're going to do with it. Um, and I am uh, going to go back to giving you guys the the um, flashbacks of my old episodes, which I actually find very cathartic, and I have a lot of fun doing. So, darlings, I'm going to leave it there. I love you all so much. Thank you for sticking with me through my crazy. Um, I, I <laughs> It's a process. Um, oh, God, I didn't even talk about the prescription. Girl, we'll talk about that next week. Oh, God. CVS Caremark can suck my dick. Oh, not even in a good way. Oh, like angry, like slap him in the face. Oh, it's just, I have no, no words, Uh, but we'll leave it there. I love you all. Kisses.
Bye. <laughs> Love you. Okay, with the program, me has no one is so rich as to throw away a friend. You know how. Well, thank you so much, Chi Chi. You are exactly right, my friends and darlings. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Donna Sugar Show. You can download these episodes anywhere you can find podcasts online. And darlings, I love to hear from you. So give me a call at 716-236-8599. Leave me a voicemail, me at DonnaSugars.com. Or find me online at Twitter and Instagram at DonnaSugars. And on Facebook at the Donna Sugar Show Facebook page. Or check me out on Tumblr at DonnaSugars.tumblr.com. Tumblr. That amazing place where physical beauty was enjoyed by all in all of its splendor. And thanks to Prudes, now all you can see are pet memes and funny text exchanges between moms and kids. And me, holding out that someday the dicks might return. That's Tumblr.com. Kisses, darlings. Bye. And if you enjoyed this background music, check it out on Audio Library on YouTube. Just search Friendship by Declan DP. This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find all the best shows under the rainbow at pride48.com.